Hi, welcome to Nia's Divine Garden, and this is Iadania, and I can't do this with two earbuds. Sorry, both earbuds in my ear does not work for me. I can't hear. So, hi, good morning. Please excuse my sultry morning voice, but it's first thing in the morning, and I just started getting a download. And I'm like, you know what, before I forget it, let me just talk and share. So this came through just as I finished um, my last podcast episode recording, which will be up later regarding um, my son and, you know, wishing him happy birthday. And what came was that ancestral veneration is a healing modality. And so um, please watch to the end if you're on one of these social media platforms. A lot of times I don't know that we talk about ancestral veneration as a healing modality. It is simply a spiritual practice. It is a way to connect to your ancestors. But why is this beyond simply remembering them and their elevation? Why is this important to us in our physical lives? And how can we do this more intentionally with it being a healing modality in regard. It is not simply about what our ancestors can do for us and burning ancestor money and things of that nature so that we can have the prosperity and abundance and things like that. Because at the end of the day, your ancestors that transitioned, your ancestors are with source, with the creator in the garden of the most high, whether they are joined back to the energy as a whole or simply you know, hanging out with the energy, whatever that needs to look like, they see us. They know what's going on, and thus they are still constantly praying for our wellness and our well-being. But what they also see is that time is not linear, and that all of the timelines and things are existing simultaneously. So what their hope is that we will move in such a way as to inherently invoke the most prosperous, fruitful, joyful, peaceful, calm, experience for ourselves because what that happens is there's a vibration there's a ripple effect that goes forward to bring about those things that we want to manifest and desire in our future life but also vibrates backwards as we learn and we grow and we move differently our ancestors are in our blood and our bones so then they too begin to learn and grow and move differently thus having even more fruitful, more prosperous outcomes for themselves. And like things like um, talk about burning ancestor money. It's um, so that they can get things in the spiritual realm. And so it's like, well, what do they need in the spiritual realm? You don't know because you're not there. You know, they could be stores. You don't know. So that's why <laughs> you don't know. So it's like on general principle, I'm going to make sure you have money. Like it's, it's just the intention behind it is for the wellness of your ancestors, whether they are ancestors by lineage, ancestors by connection, it's just for their wellness. And a lot of times we talk about healing generational trauma, but we don't hear, talk about um, fulfilling generational blessings, fulfilling generational purpose, fulfilling. And when I say fulfilling generational purpose, what I don't mean is because so-and-so was a doctor, you must become a doctor. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is because that person was a doctor, you inherently inherited a gift related to their skill set of being a doctor. This could be um, uh, uh, it's there. I'm trying to make my mouth work. Um, uh, 
being cool under pressure. There we go. Being cool under pressure. This could be empathy. This could be being good with your hands if they were a surgeon. All of these skills could then be beneficial to you regardless of what you decide to do as your own choice and career path, walk, and destiny. It is about integrating their skills, not their life choices. What the ask is that you make more conscious life choices, that you learn from their highs and lows, use that wisdom in your life. And then here comes the, the word Sankofa, which is it's okay to look at the past to make yourself, you know, it, it's the concept is like we can learn from the past so that we don't relive it. We can learn from the past and take that knowledge because that's what we're supposed to do is take that wisdom that you glean and marry it with knowledge and move with intention and use that as discernment. These are the ways that we fulfill our ancestral potential. Those ancestors who maybe did not have the opportunity to, you know, fulfill their dreams then you fulfill yours. You're not necessarily fulfilling their literal dreams. You are fulfilling your dreams in a way that vibrates out that says, it's okay to go after your passion. It's okay to go after that thing that you desire. It's okay to, to do the things that make you smile and know that that is where your abundance resides. And I think that is so beautiful. What Ancestral Veneration also does from a healing perspective is help you to deal with the move past the grief aspect of losing or the transition of a loved one and move to simply just missing them. Simply just missing them. And missing them will evoke some emotional reaction. Just like you miss somebody in your physical life. When you miss, I'm sorry, I was like oiling my scalp and when I say my forehead is shiny. Um, so... When you miss somebody, let's say this is a previous lover and you're like, you have this one memory, this song comes on and you miss them and you might have an emotional reaction. You might cry, you might feel a little way, and but you're able to keep going. It's not crippling you. It is not keeping you frozen in place. That's the difference between full-fledged, full-bodied grief and I just simply miss them. And that is what I realized this morning with my son is that this is the first year I am not somewhere in my bed under the covers in a fetal position, unable to function because the grief of his transition and the, the guilt of around his transition is not weighing me down. That's because I, in my journey, I have been venerating him. I have been saying his name. I have been talking about his memory. I have been talking about what it felt like to know things about him now that I didn't know about him carrying him in my womb. This is what ancestral veneration does to you. It gets you to still be connected without holding that soul here in the earth realm. My son is ascended. Like, you know, for anyone that is concerned, please don't be. The archangel is the archangel. He's still, he's ascended. But he's still also with me. He's still also close to me. The same goes for my grandparents. The same goes for people who transition that are not biologically related to me. But I can, there's a missing, there is a wanting of their physical presence because I am still in the physical. So I would love to see all three of my children running around the house. That would be absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. 
I know that it cannot be. I know that he's gone. But being able to have something that says, you know, he was here. And when I get asked that question, you know, how many children do you have? Three. Three. The space gave three an apostle, you know. <laughs> but I have three. I have three sons. Two are here physically. One is up on high. That is always my answer. Has been my answer for the last eight years. It will continue to be my answer. And that's what ancestral veneration has really helped me to do with ease. Um, it's not easy. But there is an ease about which I can talk to him and allow myself to feel the feels because I know there's nothing wrong with that. And I know I'm not going to be like, you know, put, you know, in this place where I can't move and I can't get past it. And when I see, you know, my friends and my loved ones who are grieving, all I want to do is tell them, to, like, I'll be honest, I just really want them to put up an ancestor altar for their loved one. I really do. I really want them to put up an altar to honor their loved one. And even not that, just physically be the altar. I want them to be the altar for their loved one. Um, the physical altar is a tool to facilitate the healing. You don't necessarily have to have a physical altar. Hold on, my kids are here. Sorry, one of the ones just got home. Okay, so where is that? Ancestor altar? Yes. So the ancestor altar is a tool to help in um, facilitating the healing process as it were. And it is to um, give you a focal point. Um, it's almost like a vision board. So you have this physical representation of the gifts, the talents, the courage, the intelligent, and the wisdom that you have inherited um, from however long. And even though you don't have everyone's picture, the awareness of that they existed and that you inherit inherently inherited something from them. And don't think your cousins, you know, you know, aunts, uncles, and things like that. You, you, you. My children do things that are not inherently me, but they're absolutely their aunts. So it's not simply, I got this from my mom and my dad. Like you get this thing from your mom, your dad, y'all, you know, like there are aspects of your lineage that you have from across the spectrum. And the ancestor altar is simply a way to see your inheritance, to see it, to give gratitude for those things that you inherited. So that's why we give the offerings. It's an an act of gratitude and what you don't even realize is that you are giving an offering to yourself by honoring your ancestors by giving them offerings whether this is a tangible offering like food burning ancestor money herbs things of that nature you know toys kit you know whatever that looks like it is also that vibration coming back to you not in the sense that they've done something from you, but you have now done something for yourself. You have tapped into an energy within you that, let's say you're sitting and talking to your ancestor, you know one of your ancestors used to be a writer. And so you're sitting and talking with that ancestor about a story, 
or an idea or something that you want to write and you're tapping into that aspect of your genetic code and saying, hey, I want to activate you. I need you to, I want you to be activated. So I want to turn this dial and I'm going to tap into that frequency. And that's when you tap into that frequency, that ancestor is then able to tap into the gift that's in you and activate it more effectively. So you may say, well, what about the things outside of myself? It's still you. <laughs> See, it, it, it's just you activating that part of you. So let's say protection. You want to feel safe and protected. And you are the sovereign. So you have all of this power. But let's say you feel like you need a little assistance and thus you go to your ancestors. Well, then you are now vibrating in such a way to evoke certain things to happen with their support. But that vibration is still moving through you. And that is why your intention and belief and faith is what is the, the, the extra, the, 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 the secret sauce in your, what is your spell work, manifestation work. There still has to be, regardless of what energy or energies you've decided to work with, whether it's an angel, an ancestor, Orisha, whatever, if you don't believe that you are worthy, if you don't believe that you are deserving, if you don't believe it already exists, you might get a trickle of it, but it won't be as potent as when, hey, I need a little assistance, and this is what I need. And you give that gratitude and you do these things. You're doing these things to support the action of doing these rituals and doing these things is simply adding to, not adding to, unlocking the ashe in you to push your energy out in a way to invoke the reaction that you want. You um, vibrate and start to move in a way that attracts that love to that, that love that you desire. You vibrate and move in such a way so that the people who would put you in positions for opportunity, they can now see you because you're vibrating in alignment with them. And so they come into you. It's a healing modality. It's a healing modality. And when I say healing, I don't mean that you're broken, your ancestors are broken or things like that. It is taking their gifts, their talents, their wisdom, and doing it different. And by doing it different, you inherently teach them, show them they can do, have done it different. And so there's a timeline in which they do. And because they did and then you do, it causes a ripple effect. There's this ripple, this is a, you know, there's this ripple effect that begins to unfold. And I think that is so beautiful. And to have that kind of download show up to me today on my son's, you know, birthday, I'm grateful. I say Ashe and Mojuba to my ancestors, my sons, guides, you know, whomever decided that this is something I needed to share. I'm I'm grateful um, to be the vehicle in which it was shared. So, I something is coming of this. Um, because I have been evaluating um, services and things like that and how can I better be of service in a way that is authentic to me. 
and especially um, being a death doula, because what I have found is that when I get someone, it's not the friend, it is the family. And even though I have a skill set that can support the friend, I think my destiny is support the family. And that's okay. Like, my work can look different because I'm different. It doesn't have to look like somebody else's work. So I'm still looking to see how that's supposed to unfold. And as my website comes back up, we'll keep that. Um, so thank you so much for listening, watching. Um, if you, whatever platform that you've come to this on, please do the things, the liking, the following, the subscribing, the sharing. All of these things are very, very helpful to me. They're beneficial to me continuing to do this work because this is my full-time work. So this is very beneficial to me. Um, if you would like to work together and you go to my website, you're like, where's everything at? By all means, send me a message. Um, we can do a free 15-minute consultation and see how we can partner together. Um, today is my son's birthday. And much like my other children, I will not be doing any actual work work today beyond things for myself. Um, but I will be back to at least on an online administrative perspective this weekend. So thank you so much again for your love and support and enjoying my content. And I hope that you have a great day. Take care.